Hi guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. And this is Susie. Don't forget, you can go check out our blog where we post all the pictures that we talk about. And sometimes Susie will get creative and insert some fun stuff in there. Sometimes. And sometimes. And that is just libraryoverload.home.blog. And then you can also check us out on Instagram. We're a little more interactive there. And that is just Library Overload. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Apparently we need to sing our introduction. Apparently that's a thing. I'm, I'm just always singing. I was making a cake today and dropping butter into it. And all I was singing was, I just want butter. From my I don't new want to favorite. meet people. Yes. I don't need new friends. <laughs> and, and, and at one point, I need help. I'm out of butter. And Chris was like, you're out of butter? You're never out of butter. I was like, I'm just singing. Guys, I I know we talked about this last week, but this We are kind of obsessed. It's wrong. Like, we have problems. Like, we regularly text about him. Like, regularly text about him. It's Lou LeBon. L-U-L-I-B-A-N. Lou LeBon. Thank you for knowing that. Because I I was just like, Lululemon in my head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lululemon. Okay, yes. that works. Aren't those leggings? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I was like, he's I'm a Canadian-based artist, and okay. he's a legit artist. He's phenomenal, but just uh, he takes Facebook drama and hilariousness and puts them to music, and it's just yeah. Oh I my god! Continually seeing blue cheese had molded it quite a yeah. lot. Someone texted me the other day and was like, Do you want ranch or blue cheese? And all I said was, Blue cheese has mold in it. <laughs> yeah, that was my husband because we were talking about getting wings. And and he and, didn't even get it. And I was like, No, I, I talked to him later and he, he it never entered his mind. He's like, Why do you guys not think that I know that blue cheese is mold? I was like, We know that. We're singing the song. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Where what where are you in life right now that you right. don't know? Get your My life God. together. Know about this oh. song. I sing it all the but time. Yeah. I also sing the one. Um, he can hear us recording and he's commenting <laughs> outside for the record. But yeah, I also sing the one about the broccoli casserole recipe a lot. <laughs> she a Christian lady. It, but it's spelled wrong, so it's she a Christian lady. <laughs> And I can't sing a lick. I can't hold a tune. She stole my broccoli casserole recipe. I showed them all to Chris, and he literally could not have cared less. <laughs> like, he was just like, okay. And I'm over here. I have them memorized. They every single them. one. Yes. We have I'm out of butter. And he's like, really? Do I need to go get butter? No. You guys really need to check them out if you, hand- if you haven't. Uh, what internet dreams are made of really oh my god it's really. literally what the internet was invented for it's spectacular but we should probably talk about actual books now That's so why books. books guess what i've been guess what i've been reading <laughs> um, <laughs> murder mystery crime and thrillers yes all of those things that as is long a lie as they're romance <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie <laughs> guys i have now read 30 romances 
this year. She's scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as real bad. The pun. They get punnier and punnier as I go along. Although I have drawn the line and I think you drew it for yourself also. Hot and badgered is is the limit. You Uh cannot uh go to hot and badgered and read that. Yeah, that is that is the line. But I'm getting approaching it. About hot and badgered. It's a romance type um supernatural where they're shifters but they shift into badgers so they're hot and badgered so like the least sexiest thing you could shift into besides maybe a chipmunk or something it's a a badger Um, i could love a chipmunk yeah but where badgers are just not where it's at for me so that is our our line in the sand well i'm getting closer and closer to it i'm not gonna lie to you um (laughs) But you're enjoying the puns right now. They are cracking me up. It's getting real bad, though, where I'm like, oh, that's punny. I'm going to read it. (laughs) I don't even know who you are. You've made fun of me for my puns for years. I know. I don't know what to do with you. Tavia, my sensitive little soul cannot stand anything other than puns right now. They are safe. (laughs) Nothing happens. Perhaps it's where I need see to see someone be. about this problem. <laughs> I know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> to be I fair, mean, I picked up some romance this week as well. So I have some of that see, to talk about. Myself. Thank you. I mean, we're only living through history. Um, we're only living through a pandemic. Um, you know, we, I've been. On you. That was beautiful. Um, I've only been at home for 11 months. Um, so like, I feel like it's, it's on brand for me to yeah. be having a breakdown right now. Yeah, I can see that. You struggle in, in the first months of the year, every year anyway, typically. I do. I do. Yeah. Typically around my birthday is when I get super sick and I just melt down. Like yeah. my whole body's like, no, we're I'm done. done mm-hmm. Well, I picked back up into the romance because I wanted to put some more, uh, check marks off on my rate the romance year of smut challenge Yay! and I have done that successfully so I'm excited so I am working on my ninth and tenth book concurrently right now so I proud. was reading one and then I went on a small road trip to my parents because my sister's birthday was yesterday happy birthday sis and so I read <laughs> another one I didn't know you literally meant a road trip I thought you meant a, a, a bookish little I do have a road trip book to talk about, but not today. (laughs) Yay. But no, when you said road trip, I thought you meant like, oh, you stopped reading that book so you could read other books. And I was like, oh. That's funny. No, it was a literal road trip. An actual one in my car. Life has no meaning. So the book I was reading physically, I didn't have the audio for. So I just picked up a different one. I'm so with I'm you now. Middle of two different books now. It's fine. It's chaos. <laughs> I'm not the person who reads that many books at a time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not typically either. I would like to say that I started this book in October and I finally <laughs> finished it. I'm and so I'm proud of you. Talk about it briefly, but I finally finished Dracula, guys. <laughs> yeah! I finally finished it. Okay. Everyone knows the story of Dracula, Jonathan Harker, the Count, Mina, Van Helsing, everybody's there. Um, I did just want to mention that at one point, I I get that this book was written in 18, like 97 or 99, okay? But at one point, it got real sexist. 
And I was like, this is absurd. I am stunned. <laughs> but wait, but but they pay for their sexism. So I enjoyed that part of it. So okay, at one point, okay. they're, all the uh, people are together and they're going to go out and hunt Dracula, or yeah, Count Dracula. And they decide that Mina, as a woman, is too sensitive to be involved sure. in this. So they keep of her course. out of it. They don't tell her any details or anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then Dracula preys on her while they're away. And then they have to come back and save her because they left her out in the first place. And I'm like, ha ha, that's what you get. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I thought that they got their just desserts for being uh, sexist buttholes. And I appreciated that. You show them. <laughs> yeah. So that was, you know. Dracula, yay. I finally finished it. I actually honestly enjoyed it. There were some bits in the middle where it was real it was a real lull, but once it kind of got going five months of reading. Yeah. Yeah. But once I actually picked it back up and got back into it, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I am nowhere near our friend Caitlin's level where she has like figurines and scarves mm-hmm. and obsessive, one might say. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I did enjoy it. I can see the draw, and I didn't know a lot of the story that actually happened. So, okay, intriguing. I'm glad I'm finally finished with it. I can give it I back bet. to Kate because I borrowed it from her in October. And she nice. can have it back now. <laughs> okay, my first one I'll talk about today is "The Trouble with Hating You" by Sajni Patel. This is um, an Indian romance, um, which I have thoroughly loved. I've read a couple of those so far this year. Really enjoyed them. Um, So in this one, we have Leah. She is a terrible, in quotes, um, Indian daughter, whereas she went to school. She is a molecular engineer. Um, Yeah, so she has... The um, she has the education, she has the high power job, she don't need no man, but her <laughs> parents are like, You must have a husband. Yes. Um, so they have been trying to set her up with men for ages, and she has successfully uh, run away from all of them. Well, she shows up for dinner with her parents one night, and all of a sudden, the dinner table is set for more than just three. And she literally finds out, so she finds out that um, this man and his mother are coming over to dinner to meet her. And she literally absconds through the back door, running through the yard and goes out the front to get back to her house and ran, runs smack dab into this guy, knocks everybody down, knocks the food out of his hand. And doesn't say words to him and runs, gets in her car and leaves. That's hilarious. So she is understandably pissed at her parents for kind of putting her into this situation when she has been very clear that she's not interested in just marrying for the sake of being married. Um, And so she's currently not speaking to her family. Uh, She goes to work the next Monday morning. And guess who the new lawyer is at her office? That's amazing. (laughs) So we meet Jay. Um, He is the super sweet guy that happens to be a lawyer. um, So Leah's 
uh, uh, her company is not doing well. So that Jay has come in as the lawyer to kind of help them recoup in case the company goes under. Mm. Um, So they end up having to work together a lot. That leads to some late night dinners. Hey, let me help you out with this. And Mm. we just go from there. It was super sweet. This one that I remember is not super smutty. I would give it maybe a PG uh, rating, um, but it was a really sweet story. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds different from other stuff as well. So I like that. Yeah, I've been trying since I'm reading nothing but romance. I could at least pull in some people of color, some authors Diversify of color. A little. Yeah. So instead of just, you know, another white couple falling in love you know so I'm trying to at least if I can't if I can't read any other genre I can at least diversify the reading that I am doing so that is what I am attempting to do okay well that is good speaking of diversifying your reading I did that as well and I picked this author specifically because it was an author of color um in black history month that we're celebrating this month and so this is a black author um so this is lilac by bb reed that's such a pretty name. It is. And you don't get the meaning of the word or the title until like two pages from the end. Like it was pretty oh. cool. Um, they kind of sn- snuck that tidbit in there. I kept thinking, why does this, what does this have to do with it? And then they snuck that in there close to the end. Nice. Um, and I really actually liked that. But um, first off, let me say this is a big one. Okay. It was 558 pages. That's really huge for a romance. Yeah, Like, super huge for a romance. But I read it in 24 hours. So, it went really quickly. So, it was damn good. Damn good. (laughs) On the smut scale, it was a 5 of 5. Okay. Um, See, I haven't been getting those, and I'm a little disappointed about it, so I might need you to be like, okay, read this. (laughs) So sorry. Rate the romance. We're both kind of obsessed with this right now because we're doing this challenge. Oh my gosh, I love them. On Goodreads, they have a whole bunch of lists of romances that they've read and rated and categorized and things. And there's one that is R-rated romances. And so that's where I've been pulling from. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that one yet. I'll have to find that one. So anyway, it was, it's good. Um, This one is a reverse harem. And before I get into the story, I just want to comment. Daniel and I were having a discussion the other day about this book. And he said, and it it didn't occur to me, which is kind of annoying. uh, Reverse harem is a sexist term. It should just be harem. But harem inherently implies a male. Multiple women. Yeah. Right. Reverse harem is one woman and multiple men. And he's like, but that's a little sexist, don't you think? And I was like, yeah, it kind of is. So I I guess... I guess, though, if someone was just to say this is a harem book, you would automatically assume mm-hmm. that it's multiple women, one man. Right. And so I guess that's the only way that people could think of how to yeah. do well, that. Well, he's thinking, you know, know, you have to retrain your brain to think in a non-sexist way, mm-hmm. which him bringing it up to me, which he's probably way more of a feminist than I am, surprisingly, but um, it was just an interesting side conversation that we had about the book. Um, But this is so, so good. I gave it five stars. It's about the main character is Braxton Fawn, and she is an up-and-coming guitarist. And the very famous rock group Bound 
just lost their lead singer. He actually died of an overdose. Oh, no. But he was someone that the record label had put in to fill a four-person band. But the three members who were left were childhood best friends that formed the group. And then the record label kind of was, like, messing with them and put this other person in there. Gotcha. Okay. They're trying to get out of their contract with this record label. And the record label is trying to keep them under their thumb. So they make a deal that if they can survive the next tour, they'll be out of their contract. But when the main band member dies, they replace him with Braxton, the female guitarist. And ain't nobody happy about it. The three remaining members, it's Houston Morrow, Lauren James, and Jericho Noble. Oh, they're names. Yes. They're livid to say the least because i mean you can male rock stars and then you put this female guitarist who oh really damn those women that just want to play guitar i know and she really is a novice she she hasn't done anything really yet and the the record label just happened to find her at like a dive bar but it turns out she's really really good and so they go to this festival thing and they watch her play and they're like fine you can come on the road with us oh, um, I know. fine Because they need her to get out of their contract. If they can't finish this tour they're going on, then they have to sign on for like two more years with the record label or something like that. Okay. Um, So, obviously they go on the road. Three guys, this hot girl, one bus, shenanigans, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. You know this going in. But what I enjoyed is that I guess because it was bigger – there was so much backstory and such well-developed characters that was so it was it was an immersive rich experience like i i knew the backstory of every character and i sympathized with them and i felt them and i understood what was happening when things went wrong mm-hmm. and it was just i i just really really loved it there was so much story there was a ton of smut but there was enough story there that it made it not like awkward like it wasn't just smut for smut's sake it was legitimately involved in the in the story and she doesn't start out by falling in love with all of them she starts out kind of like one at a time she's like oh no uh i kind of like you all so i'm gonna see none of you and then the guys get together and they're like yeah we don't really like that arrangement how about we just work something else out Uh, because they're such good friends and they love each other so much that and because of their backstories they all live in the same house anyway the three of Mm. them uh so it was kind of i I don't know it was really really good i enjoyed it thoroughly it's for a romance book it is very big but there's so much other stuff going on like braxton Mm -hmm. comes from a strict religious community where her parents wanted to marry her off when they found out she was having sex at like 13 they wanted to make her get married and oh my yeah, so super strict, and so they left. And then, like, you know, each one of the guys has this traumatic thing that's happened to them that enriches their story. So it was just, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Five mm-hmm. of five. Would recommend. That's awesome. Yeah. When you told me about it, it sounded so interesting. I don't know, like, I don't know how you have just fallen into this genre when I have literally never read it before like read yeah. anything like that. No, before. I love a Rivers Harem book. I love it so much. I it may be one of my favorite tropes or whatever you call it. Yeah, I might need to jump in it. And you know, after you asked me about it if my favorite trope was an like an enemies to lovers kind of trope, 
so much of what I have read, I've looked back so much of what I've read has been that. Interesting. Um, and so I guess that's my favorite. Yeah. I, well, you do I love the one bed thing. That's your, that's what your self is. Favorite but was not, a while ago. Yeah. But that's not ever something that like, that's the, the whole thing that the, the book's yeah, about. That makes sense. But that is still always and forever going to be my, my favorite trope. Yeah. I also enjoyed this one because I have never read a rock star romance before uh, other than Daisy Jones and the six, which is totally different than what this was. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a contemporary rock group. So Um, in a lot more smutty Mm -hmm. (laughs) than, but I do love Taylor Jenkins Reid and Daisy Jones and the six. That was the only other thing in the music industry that I had ever read. Gotcha. So this one was really, really different and cool for me. I have read a, a few, um, maybe like a handful of like rocker books, and I've always enjoyed them. But I'm like a music nerd, so yes, yes. Um, but I, I've always loved them. I actually read one recently that I'll be talking about in the near future because I have a nice. hundred books to get through. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I it was think, really good. I think books centered around music are always awesome because there's so much you can do with words because lyrics and songs mm-hmm. and like it's just uh yeah. So and the good. lyrics and the songs are in there. Um, the songs that they sing and you know her learning about part of their backstory through their lyrics and then them writing oh, new God. lyrics and also the author gave you a playlist to listen to while you read Love and that. i always think that's fun um and a lot uh, of the songs in the playlist she has actually woven into the story so they're mentioned as like yeah this was playing in my head while i was thinking about this or this was on the speaker while this was happening and so that was kind of cool that is cool yeah. Do you recall any of the bands on the playlist? Um, I know Eminem was on there. Of course. She's going into the first meeting with them, and she's like, this is my chance. And she's like, you know, Eminem. Lose yourself. Lose yourself is playing in her head. Oh, yeah. And she's like, shut up, internal soundtrack. (laughs) She's like, how cliche am I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I can't remember really any of the other ones. Mm. But I do remember it being a thing. I just remember that one because it was hysterical. That is funny. Yeah. Okay. My next one is it fit my um, one of the prompts for the um, year of smut. It was the book everyone else has read except for me. Finally read The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Yeah. I've been wanting to read it. I loved it so much. It was so good. So we follow Lucy and Joshua. They are assistants for co-CEOs of this publishing house. So they sit outside of the offices directly across from each other, stare at each other all day, hate each other. They do nothing but argue. They do nothing but one up each other. They get under each other's skin. It's just calamity all day every day calamity that was a good word thank you (laughs) um she know like they've been doing this for a a couple of years now so she knows in what order he wears his shirts she knows on monday it's going to be this shirt on friday it's going to be this shirt they just know so much about each other and it's just hysterical but not well, in a toxic way. No, there was no, not like that at all. Um, uh, it's more just like 
kindergarten crap, but just with adult wittiness. I got you. And so, it's, oh my god, no, neither one of them is loud, like, like mean, mean. Except for there's one instance, um, but it's kind of like what pushes them over the edge. So both CEOs decide one day that they need someone that kind of works directly below them in the publishing house to kind of make things run a little smoother. And both CEOs tell both Lucy and Josh to apply for this job. So now they are like legit head to head going against each other. And one night it just explodes and it's just like, so good um I loved it so much um it had a lot of that backstory that you that I keep talking about I want more than just a romance I want to know why they are the way they are things like that and you get that it was just oh it was so good I thoroughly I flew through this where does it land on the smut scale um it's a lot of build and build and build up to so a slow burn. the money. Yes. Like, and <clears throat> he does it on purpose. Like, he intentionally waits, and you're oh, just, like, oh, ripping oh. your hair out. Um, so it wasn't, like, raunchy the whole way through, um, but it, it gets there. It just takes a while. Um, but it was so good. It was so funny and witty. It was just phenomenal. I will just, as a pre, I will just add that after reading this, I loved it so much that then I read 99% mine and I did not love it. The same author. So I was super excited about it. And that one, they were both like she, so the woman in the book, she was almost toxic. Like it was pushing, mm-hmm. it was pushing it for me. And I was like, why do we like her? Why do we root for her? Yeah. Um, and so th- I was really disappointed with it. I did not, Sucks. I did not expect it. Yeah. I even read a few reviews that people even said, I loved the hating game so much. What happened? Um, and yeah. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. I don't like to follow reviews because I almost always disagree with them yeah say and again what we always preach everyone has different tastes a Mm -hmm. book that you love is not necessarily something that I love um Mm -hmm. so it's and so I never follow them but that was the first time that I was like yeah I see it it kind of sucked but I did just want to warn I did read 99% mine after that not near as good the hating game is where it's at with Sally Thorne that's awesome. I saw a book the other day that I put on my list that says it's a mix between The Hating Game and The Unhoneymooners. And now I can see you describing the, the plot. I can definitely see how that's going to be the case. But okay. I'm going to read it, so I'll save it to talk about later. Yeah. All right. The next book that I'm going to talk about, I think that you would absolutely love. It's called The Sweetest Fix. And this is by Tessa Bailey. And she's oh. a, an author you love right now. Yes. I was just about to start that, actually. That's funny. Yeah. She read the infamous Hot and Hammered series, or wrote the infamous Hot and Hammered series. Oh, I do love that series. <laughs> so this is a standalone, though. Okay. And it's about uh, two people, Reese, and she is from Wisconsin, and she has dreamed of being on Broadway her whole life. So she gets the opportunity to go interview for this guy named Bernard Bexley, and he's like the... Like alpha 
person in the theater world. So basically, if he says that you're worthy and you go to his audition and he likes you, you'll be able to start work immediately. Well, so he's like the Lin Manuel Miranda, but maybe less mean, right? But, and he's older, um, okay. so he's he's much older. But the, somehow the letter only gets to her in Wisconsin the day before she's supposed does. to audition. So she hurries and rushes to get there, but she misses her audition. Because the transportation, the taxi, like everything happened. The the bus she was on, the tire blows. And so she misses this dream opportunity. And it says clearly and plainly on the invitation, no makeups. If you miss it, you just miss it. So she's there and she's trying to figure out what to do. And she has enough money to stay in New York for two weeks. So she's like, I'm going to come up with another plan. And she figures out that Bernard Bexley's son, Leo, owns a bakery near the theater district called the oh, Cookie Jar. Broadway and bakeries. You've got me. I'm no, there. right? I'm in it. So she goes to the bakery under the pretense that she's going to ask his son for a favor. But she gets there and there's like a immediate, immediate chemistry. Like you know, sparks flying off the page chemistry. And so she never does. She never asks him. And they kind of start this romance. And she she really tries to kind of like, you know, no, this is, I shouldn't do this, whatever. But there's so much chemistry. They kind of can't stay away from each other. And then obviously her secret comes out because it's romance and it has to. Um, me crazy. Why yeah. do Why do people never just talk? Just communicate. Yeah, well, see, and the first thing she he asked her what she did, and she knew she was there under false pretenses, so she lied. And then she started digging herself deeper, and then she kept trying to stay away from him, and then never could. Um, so it was, yeah. But I loved it so much. There's there's several things that I loved about it, and the first one I want to talk about was something that I thought was really important. Is it's a body positivity image for men. So oh. the male lead character is a baker. He's six four, but he's not chiseled and lean. He's you know a little baker. You know he he describes he's like he has obviously, to sample his food. Yeah, he said people ask if I taste what I make, and he's like obviously like look at me. <laughs> um, so he has body insecurities. Wow, about being with this dancer. I, I love it. I don't think I've ever read anything like that. Right? Like, it doesn't exist usually. So body positivity for men is so amazing to read about because you oh, never, ever cool. see it. So that was, like, check number one. I loved this book for that. But I also loved the story. I loved their backstories. I loved, you know, Leo had kind of been hurt. He'd been used to people using him to get near his father and then it comes out that she was tr almost going to do that, but then she didn't. And then she's like, you know, I have to make it on my own. I don't want your help. That's not the person I am. And it's, I just, I loved it all the way around. The thing that kind of keeps drawing them back together. Oh, also it's centered on Valentine's Day. So it's a perfect thing to read right now. So when she goes to the bakery, it's two weeks before Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is her deadline that she has to leave the city. Um, and... Leo is in the back baking and when she goes into the front of the house the person up there she's like hey help us come up with something fun for Valentine's promotion and it turns out that Leo 
he hears her voice and is like drawn to her and comes out. And apparently he can look at you and know what you're going to like to eat. And that makes him like a good baker. Mm. But she also can do kind of the same. So she, she reverses that and does that to him. And they come up with this idea of customized cake pops based on you fill out a questionnaire based on your person and Leo and Reese will pick out cake pops for you. And That's he's cute. like, he's really grumpy and she's sunshine. <gasps> I <laughs> love that trope too. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's just so much to love about this book. So he's really grumpy and he's like, uh, you just made all of this work for me. You're going to stay and help. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he ends up getting snapped by some TikTokers and he's really mad about it. And he keeps calling it talk talk because he obviously doesn't know what it is. And so that's pretty funny. But that's why they keep kind of like, you know, okay, coming back together in New York City where you could easily avoid someone. But sure. he's like, uh, no, this was your ridiculous idea. You're going to help me with it. That's um, funny. And so it was super cute. And the promotion they do is called The Sweetest Fix. And that's the name of the book. Okay. So it was just, it was super sweet. It was, you know, it just had so much going for it. And I loved it so much. How are we on the smut factor of this? It was five of five. Oh. It came okay. off of the R-rated list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to read it. It was already like, ooh, I should read that soon. But no, now I'm going to have to like Yeah, it, it was really, and it was not a very big book either. I think it was like okay. right around 300 or maybe a little under. So it was a really quick read. I was another one I read in 24 hours. Love it. Um, Love but this one was actually like, you know, not crazy to have read in 24 hours. So it was sure. <laughs> it was doable. But there was just so much to love about it. And Seriously, the, the body positivity for men is something I have never seen before, and I loved it so much. I'm here That's for it. awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, love she her. called him um, her bear, her surly, grumpy bear. And he's <laughs> like, you know, is this going to work for you? And she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, because she's this tiny little dancer, and he's this 6'4", like, you know, stocky, um, just wonderful. So... Read it immediate. Uh, I'm going to have to look into Tessa Bailey's backlist. Um, and I think you should give Hot and Hammered a try. I have been trying to read books that you haven't read, so I'll have things to discuss. But now I think I've built myself enough of a little buffer that maybe I could do it. I think you should do it. Okay. My last book that I'll talk about is one that has been all over bookstagram it is brand new this year um this is the x talk by yes i have seen it everywhere mm -hmm. so this is by rachel lynn solomon this is a really cool premise so we follow shay she is a public radio nerd she has been uh working for uh and producing radio shows for a decade now um, she has always loved public radio. It's something that she and her late father kind of bonded over when she was a child. So she loves it. Then we have Dominic. He is an Asian American. So yay for diversity. Uh, he is fresh out of getting his master's in journalism. It's all he can talk about is, well, I do have my master's in journalism, <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. It's hilarious. They end up having a master's degree jar where he has to put money into it every time. Like, like hilarious. the douche jar? Yes. The new girl? Exactly like the douche jar. 
But yes, uh, so <laughs> funny about it is, is they don't really butt heads. They just don't really know each other very well. He's kind of a new colleague, um, but it gets down to a meeting at work and it come to find out that the radio station is really struggling. No one really listens to radio shows anymore. It's podcasts and it's TV. Especially and public NPR. Yeah, stuff. exactly. So my mom listens to talk radio or she used to, she loved it. I, I hate talk radio. I have never listened to talk radio. I was trying to remember. Yeah. The closest thing I get to it is podcasts, but they're like either book podcasts or murder podcasts. There's no in yeah. between. Yeah. Um, my mom used to love talk radio. I think she listens to a lot of books now or whatever the, her grandkids want, but <laughs> yeah, um, she used to listen to it a lot and I couldn't say it. Like my least favorite part of radio was commercials and I felt like that's all oh, talk yeah. radio was. So it's I was true. like, no, this is, I can't do this. It's true. Which is funny because now so, I have <laughs> oh what goes around comes around yeah. um so at this meeting they're kind of like as an entity kind of brainstorming how do we kind of uh get like wrc whatever um kind of continue and keep going and keep growing um they're all kind of kind of throwing in ideas and stuff like that well shay says what if we find um, she's like, you know, everyone has done a show about relationship advice and things like that. What if we go from the opposite spectrum and have a pair of exes work together on a show and have episodes about relationships and relationship advice? They'll have people on to talk about it. Regular people will have professionals and all of this stuff. And the uh, her boss instantly loves the idea but instead of trying to find a pair of exes he decides that Shay and Dominic are going to fake being exes and do this show <clears throat> and I think it would be difficult to fake ex relationship status yeah they say that they because they come from opposite sides of the spectrum because he's so journalistic and he's so breaking news and stuff like that and Shay has has been producing uh, a show for a decade about animals and so like they're just she's kind of the quirky and he's kind of the super straight laced kind of mm -hmm. guy so they think it'll work well they put out a few episodes and it blows up they have listeners from all over they're in Seattle Pe her um, Twitter follows just multiply and all of a sudden it's like this is so much bigger than we expected but also I'm kind of sort of having feelings for my fake ex interesting and so after a couple of episodes have been out her boss comes in and he's like hey some reviews of the podcast or, or of the of the show are that um, you two kind of don't sound like you know each other very well so I've uh, all expenses paid. I've got you two on a trip for a weekend to get to know each other. Oh, they are all alone in the wilderness of Washington state <laughs> <laughs> to get to know each other. Nice. And we get to know each other. <laughs> um, so the smut is real. Yes. It's not like the dirtiest thing I've ever read. So it's, it's, 
it's not quite closed door or anything, but it's not like explicit, but it is there. And it's really sweet. I, it was a, it was like a three and a half, four star for me. It wasn't like spectacular, but it was, it was really good. I understand why people like it so much just because it's, it's different. It's fresh. Yeah. It's fake it, relationships. I really I've it. seen a lot of fake ex relationships. I've never seen. Yes. Yes. Cool. I really liked it. Um, so that was a really cool spin on a romance. Yeah. So that totally get why it's everywhere right now. It was super yeah. cute. But yeah, it was really, it was really sweet. Awesome. Those adorbs. Also, speaking of stars, I have been trying this year to not be so stingy with my stars because well, you fussed at me. Um, and I have given um, a few books so far that I have read this year five stars. I have seen that and I have liked it. You liked it on Instagram or on Goodreads every time you do it. I know. I just needed you to know that I I'm was doing that you. for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I want you to do it for you, though. Well, actually, I'm kind of sort of doing it for the authors because, mm-hmm. like, you worked really hard on this book. Like, mm-hmm. if it's a damn good book, you deserve all the stars. Yeah. Um, if it makes me feel really happy and really glad I read it, you get five stars. Yeah. Whether there were problematic points in it or not. Um, see, and that's where I will, I will not give a book five stars if there was something I was like, uh, didn't love that or... Um, make maybe the writing wasn't awesome or if there are grammatical errors or misspellings that drives me up the wall right, where are a your editing issue more than a where are your editors <laughs> maybe they work for that same publishing company in that book that you were just talking about the hating game mate yeah well, and they're surely... too occupied with each other to worry about the comments <laughs> they better write a book about it then that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but I have been trying. It is it is hard for me to just willy-nilly give up stars, but I'm trying. I mean, I don't want you to willy-nilly give them out. I want you to feel that they deserve it. I'm working on it. Okay. Okay. Do you feel better about yourself doing it, though? Sometimes. Like, there have been a couple that I finish a book and I have to sit there and be like, Normally, I would give this just three stars, but it was really, really good. Like, because, you know, my thing is I don't want to just give five stars to something that I'll probably never, if Mm -hmm. given the choice, I probably wouldn't reread it. Like, Mm -hmm. there's something about, would I reread this? If that's a yes, that bumps it up a star for me. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm just looking through... I've given like 10 five stars so far this year. Yay. Personal (laughs) growth. I know. It's a lot. So yeah, I have definitely been giving out the stars. So yeah, Yeah. I just, I have to finish it and really think like, okay, does it, but it doesn't matter if I would reread it. Mm -hmm. Like if it made me happy and it made me smile, then yeah. Um, A book also gets an an extra star for me if it makes me laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. That's a good sign. It's a good book. Yeah, there are a couple I have just, like, cackled at. Mm-hmm. Chris will always be like, are you okay? <laughs> are you, you alright? Because, you know, you're sitting there in dead silence, suddenly cracking up. It makes me laugh when I laugh out loud at a book. That's funny. Well, it was mostly more romance this week, but we hope you don't mind that. There's probably going to be a lot of that to come, uh, just because that's what we're reading right now. So Yeah, do y'all know me? I'm, and we're... Uh, 
I am on this train. I'm not getting off. I'm so sorry. We're really enjoying it. And I think that that makes our conversations about it that much more intriguing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're enjoying what you're reading and not feeling like you have to read this, mm-hmm. it's much better. Much yeah. more fun. But we Although, are diversifying our romance, like you said. So Yes, no. I am tr- I'm making an actual effort into like, okay, how many... How many books have I recently read that were just like the same kind of person? Like I need to change it up. And I've speaking also... of, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of my favorite, current favorite, rate the romance on her list on their list of um, categories. There is a POC category. There is a neurodiverse category. There is a mixed couple category. There's a um, POC author category. So there's definitely lots of places out there not just there but other places where you can find these stories if that's something that you want to do as well yes I um I've seen, I I found off of their one of their lists I found a book featuring um an amputee and that was a really good book that I can't wait to talk nice. about um but it was just it you know just people are different and we should mm-hmm. celebrate the fact that we're not all the same I agree. and so it's it's been a lot of fun, really trying to diversify. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read some interracial romances, um, neurotypical romances, all the different types of races out there. I have read them recently, and it's been nice. so fun. Like yeah. it's it, and it you know it's not difficult to do. Okay. It's really not difficult to do. You just you have to purposefully mm-hmm. read with it. intention. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just reading romance and smut, you can still read with intention. Absolutely. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I've got so many great books coming up to talk about, guys. I've read so much that I have to kind of go back and be like, okay, what was this about? Yeah, I'm trying to keep notes as I read because the the more of the romances I'm reading, I'm doing them quicker because I'm really, really enjoying them. So mm-hmm. I've got a couple, I've got a little bit of a buffer, you know, um, mm-hmm. To, of what I'm going to talk about. So I'm trying to make notes on them as I go. So I don't That's forget. smart. I should do that. I won't. I'm very clever. I, do that. <laughs> I don't know. Also modest. <laughs> well, guys, at least we're on brand for the month of romance. You yes, know? we are. So if you're here for some romance, we got you. We got you covered. <laughs> Um, I also finished I, Dracula, so, you know, there was that. There you go. Some vampires and some love. That truly, what else do you need for February? No, you don't need anything else. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to us ramble on about smut. Yeah. We appreciate and you listening to us ramble. Always. Always. Um, but thank you, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Yes, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.